Hello and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. In this podcast, we are going to interview researchers from Pulse Academia and Industry about their work, thoughts, spectrum, and more beyond that. This is Marwa Edwini, and I hope you will find this podcast useful. If you would like to connect with us, simply send us, and we will be happy to hear from you. And here is my interview. Thanks. Hello, hello, and welcome to IEEE Soft Robotics Podcast. Uh, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, sure. Yeah, happy to be on this podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Verheimelam. I'm the, the founder of Datavlog, uh, an online content platform, and uh, I'm happy to be here. Um, I'm the author of three books on AI, blockchain, uh, big data, um, artificial intelligence. So there's plenty to talk to about uh, today. Great. So I would like to ask you when was the first time you heard about robotics or AI? And what was the feeling at this time when you heard about it? Wow, what's the first time when, I, when, when was the first time when I heard about AI? Uh, it's a, a long time ago. Um, I started Datavlog about seven years ago, mm-hmm. um, and uh, with the idea of focusing on helping organizations dealing with technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was the first time when I really started to grasp uh, the technologies of AI and robotics. Um, and for me, I think these technologies are um, uh, fundamental technologies, which really have the possibilities to change our lives uh, fundamentally. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think it really excites me. Mm-hmm. So, as you were a child, because we have a Japanese robotist, it's called Mori, and he was a child, a look into Wick's figure, he was like, looks creepy for him. And when we grow up, just see robotics and AI like scary. Do you think it's scary for you? If I see uh, Boston Dynamics doing uh, backflips mm-hmm. robotics, robots, then I'm like, mm, <laughs> where is this going to? Uh, but I, I do think it's, um, uh, it has a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely not scared about uh, robots. I don't think we'll end up with a term- Terminator type mm-hmm. of robot anytime soon. Yeah. And there, of course, we have to be careful with some types of robots. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so, for example, autonomous weapons robotics. Yeah. Uh, but in general, I'm, I'm positive about uh, robots. Mm-hmm. Great. So, I would like to ask you about that of Olok. Mm-hmm. What compelled you to start this company? This is several years ago. And was it obvious for you, or did you stumble to do it? How it was. Uh, so when I started Datavlog uh, seven years ago, it, it sort of happened by accident. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to create a new platform, a new a new company, and I literally on a, on a Sunday afternoon, I decided uh, I wanted to do something around big data and, mm-hmm. and build a platform, a com- an information platform around it. So uh, I started to to build it, and mm-hmm. next day I was live, and from there on I sort of. Uh, taught myself more around big data uh, and different technologies and uh, and the platform grew slowly mm-hmm. um, and uh, we are actually on the on the uh, about to launch the uh, uh, second version of Datavlog, a major mm-hmm. major overhaul um, so I'm very excited mm-hmm. and the objective is really to help organizations understand different technologies yeah. um, big data blockchain AI robotics uh, AR VR yeah. etc and how these technologies are changing their organization yeah. and um, that's the objective of the platform and um, yeah, it's doing quite well. Yeah, so the main objective is only in Europe or around the world do you get this kind of services? Yeah, so the, the platform is global, um, so uh, we're based here in the Netherlands but yeah. the platform is global and of course everyone can yeah, uh, uh, yeah, participate on the, on the platform uh, yeah. and, and, and join the conversation. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so what kind of challenges that if the organization had like a robotics or AI, and what kind of the challenges you could solve with them so that they can start uh, a product? 
So Datafog is not a product company. Yeah? So yeah. Datafog is a content platform, so we provide information, we mm -hmm. provide knowledge. Um, uh, if you talk about challenges in terms of yeah. artificial intelligence, um, I think uh, for many organizations, uh, they, they struggle with you know what to do with this really broad technology with yeah. which has a lot of potential. And what I always explain is you should look at AI um, as if it were Lego. Yeah, mm -hmm. So we all, most of us used to play with Lego, I, at least I did, mm -hmm. and I really enjoyed playing with Lego. I think it's a fantastic toy. Um, uh, I thank the inventor still today that mm -hmm. he invented it. Um, but there's something really remarkable about Lego, and it is that every Lego block yeah. ever created is compatible with every Lego block that will be mm -hmm. created in the future. And it has a very small uh, fault tolerance, I think a couple of nanometers or so. Uh, basically, uh, it's up to you and your and your creativity, and of course the money that mm -hmm. you have, the number of boxes that you can buy, uh, what you can create. Mm -hmm. and, and that's basically the same with AI. Mm -hmm. uh, if you understand that um, uh, you make your AI systems or your algorithms um, very, very narrow, very, very um, tailored to a very specific uh, problem, and you then start to make them compatible with other problems so that you can create something bigger. Mm -hmm. And it's then up to you and the, the funds that you have in your creativity how far you can go with artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. So um, uh, uh, the idea is to really start small with AI and, and grow from there. But it's uh, for many organizations it is a challenge, I think, and they struggle with it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think this, this sort of approach that you have to start really small uh, really helps. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so from your experience, how you define robotics or AI? How we um, I think they, the, the, the robotics and AI um, are two different things, I think, yeah. you know, and uh, a robotic without an AI mm -hmm. doesn't do much. Mm -hmm. you, know, a rob uh, you can build a robot, but that's just uh, you know, either an arm or you know, a walking robot like Boston Dynamics, but you need the software mm -hmm. um, to make it do something. So they, they really, um, uh, uh, yeah, combined, uh, they are, they are mm -hmm. a strong force. Um, and for me, AI is, is, is uh, you know, uh, computational techniques, techniques that are, are able to uh, showcase intelligent behavior or mm -hmm. intelligence. And the, the more intelligent the, uh, the behavior is, the more useful it becomes. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, you really need to, uh, if you want to build a smart, yeah, intelligent robot, um, just having the hardware is yeah. not enough, you know? You mm -hmm. need also the software, which is the AI. Yeah. <coughs> so, from your experience, how you would see the progress of the robotics and AI for organization? If you have a solution, you give them advice how they can manage to go the right direction. So, how you see the progress over these seven years when you started? Um, well, I, I see that a lot, a lot of organizations are, are starting to understand that one, they need to do something with these technologies, yeah. um, and two, they are very much more experimenting with it at an even la larger scale. Mm -hmm. So uh, we have um, uh, the first dark factories in the world now, mm -hmm. uh, which are literally factories that don't require any light anymore because there are no humans anymore. Mm -hmm. So uh, robotics and AI are working together to, to build or to do whatever task mm -hmm. that's necessary. So the the progress um, is, is enormous. And of course, robotics can be used to a very large extent in manufacturing or, mm -hmm. you know, or in warehouses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think Amazon's warehouse is full of robots yeah. that, that, that really work together, and there are only a few humans uh, still play, uh, be uh, at work there. So um, uh, over the past years, you see that the, uh, the possibilities with robotics and AI has increased significantly, mm -hmm. and organizations are leveraging that because they see, of course, that uh, you know, the, the 
a robot, robot doesn't mm. get sick, you know, mm. a robot can work 24 hours. So um, it really helps to, 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 to go to, to yeah, incorporate robots within mm -hmm. your company. So uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I really see that happening in the, in the past years that more and more organizations are adopting that. Yeah, but this is like, which demographic regions are interested in this? Do you think that because there is part of the world, I don't know if you from experience are interested in this past years or coming years to invest more in that? And also there is a concern about whether we have the technology could lead to social inequality. Because in some countries, like we have now like uh, agricultural robotics and in some like countries, they usually depend on the man or to work in this kind of uh, work jobs. So I don't know how you see this like controversy that you want to be advanced at the same time, yeah. this part of inequality. True. Um, I think the problem challenge here is that you know, um, the capitalist system that we have in the world mm -hmm. really drives organizations to become more effective and more efficient um, and robotics do that they offer that yeah? mm -hmm. um, and so um, enterprises will always have a drive to start looking for AI implementing AI mm -hmm. or uh, uh, hiring between brackets uh, hiring robo robots yeah. because it makes sense because it's uh, the investment might be up high up front, but over time, you know, uh, they can work, as I said, they can work 24-7 and they mm -hmm. don't get sick, etc. So, um, for, from a capitalist point of view, yeah. it really makes sense to automate your business. Mm -hmm. um, from a uh, more social perspective, yeah. uh, um, yes, robots will drive inequality. Mm -hmm. um, and that's not a good thing. Um, but so robots will cause a lot of job loss, but we will mm -hmm. also will see also a lot of new jobs. So um, uh, of course these will be different jobs. Yeah. Um, uh, they will be maybe most likely more advanced jobs. Yeah. Uh, uh, programming jobs or uh, testing jobs mm -hmm. or uh, uh, etc. Or building AI jobs. Yeah. You know, those kind of things. So much more in, uh, difficult yeah. jobs, which is not for the traditional blue-collar worker, it's more difficult to, 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 to go there. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, I, I'm afraid that um, the chances of uh, robots and AI driving inequality yes, mm -hmm. are quite high. Um, uh, but that's part of the capitalist system that we have. And I think in any, organi any, any country, any enterprise yeah. will try to, of course, become as, more, as efficient and effective as possible. Mm -hmm. um, and robots uh, and AI are part of that, of course. So, for instance, like Uber, because or Tesla, they have self driving cars. And I think most of the drivers is like complaining because it's like endangers their career. And not everyone is qualified to working in this domain. But I don't know when you attend this kind of meeting up with, with our different uh, counters, you have this kind of uh, meetings. What could be solution not to compromise between the advanced technology of using uh, robotics and the human who is nearly not qualified? to work in that. Is it something is you really discussing at the table or not discussed at all? Because it's it's somehow it's we stuck to the wall maybe I, uh, for many people. Yeah, no, the, the challenge is of course that um, yeah. in, I think in, in America the, the, the yeah. largest jobs group is, is truck driver. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's, I don't know the yeah. exact figure, but it's like one yeah. or two million people are truck driver. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Self-driving truck to me makes a lot of sense, mm -hmm. you yeah? um, know, and to a lot of companies it also makes a lot of sense. The, so the fact that th that job is going to disappear, mm -hmm. I can almost pretty much guarantee that. Mm -hmm. um, what those one to two, two million people need to do, mm -hmm. I don't know, mm -hmm. um, and I think that's one of the biggest 
challenges that our countries will face mm-hmm. is how to go about this shift to automation. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, uh, someone who's a truck driver now, mm-hmm. the, chance, the chances of uh, him or her becoming an AI program, for example, yeah. you know, are not too big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to 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 say it uh, uh, nicely, I think. But that's sort of the challenge that we, that that countries will mm-hmm. face. How do we deal with it? And you have all kinds of discussions going on that we should have some kind of a, a you know a, a basic income where you mm-hmm. get a, a basic uh, salary yeah. either without even without working. And there are a lot of pilot projects happening around the world, and some yeah. are saying, "Yeah, this is a good idea," and some are saying, "This is a bad idea." Mm-hmm. So the word uh, isn't out yet. Where that is, is that that's a good solution. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have a solution at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but this is something that we as a society need to discuss and need to f- find an answer for. Because yeah. it will happen. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of time. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's, a, it's a major problem uh, awaiting and something yeah. that we need to do about something about. Mm. So which are the regions uh, maybe behind this or not maybe involved in this movement? Uh, I don't know if this kind like we have to force every regions to be involved in this kind of discussion because there's of course developing like countries and of course they don't have this facility. So I don't know whether this is something uh, how you handle it if these meetings like uh, you go to different locations. So uh, I'm not sure if I understand you. Uh, I'm, I'm meaning that there's like underdeveloped countries yeah, like yeah, it, yeah. and they do not be involved with this kind of movement and uh, technology. So. <coughs> I don't know what you do or others meetings that you force these countries to be involved in this kind of discussions or they are out of this picture you have. Uh, well, I, I think every country should think about this mm-hmm. uh, because uh, for every country it will happen and for some countries it will happen faster than for yeah. other countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see that China is really working very hard on this, America mm-hmm. obviously, Europe is happening, uh, maybe the, uh, the developing countries are, are a bit behind, but they yeah. will catch up as well. Um, uh, so every country should have this discussion mm-hmm. and um, I hope they do, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not sure if they do. Mm-hmm. Great. So what are the misconceptions that you saw when you you have this like given facilitating the technology to organization? Something you found also this misconceptions that you don't understand very well what's happening like in robotics and AI. Or you think this like misuses Something from experiences, or like examples. Um, um, well, I think there a lot of people think that AI will solve all our world mm-hmm. problems in the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think that that's a major misconception. You know, yes, AI will ha- has a lot of opportunities yeah. to solve a lot of big problems, mm-hmm. um, but AI is also extremely difficult to to build and to and to build safely. So I think a lot of people think that AI is around the corner and, and, and mm-hmm. will change our world tomorrow. Um, uh, AI will change our world, but mm-hmm. I think it will take a bit longer, uh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, especially because AI is still very much in, in narrow domains, so yeah. it's very good in a very specific domain. We don't have yet artificial general intelligence, mm-hmm. um, and that will take one, two, three decades. Yeah. Uh, nobody really knows how long it will take, uh, but until we reach that stage, um, you know, AI will improve, but it's not going to solve all our problems. Yeah. So is it sort of hype? Who is responsible for like this hype? And do you think the current 
tools we have is sufficient enough to enhance our life or just illusion, do you think? No, I think we see uh, fantastic examples mm -hmm. of, of, of AI being used and uh, uh, helping in, 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 in healthcare or mm -hmm. uh, no, with self-driving cars coming our way, already helping, mm -hmm. uh, assisting drivers in, in, in driving. Hey, you need AI for that as well. Um, online, you see uh, this uh, recommendation engines, which also have their problems yeah. eh? when, when you go to bias. You know, when you're biased. So, um, AI already helps yeah. people uh, in, in tremendous ways. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Google Maps mm -hmm. uh, or Apple Maps, you know, it's fantastic uh, mm -hmm. to find your way uh, anywhere in the world. That's also a use of AI. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think that's, that's really, really good. The question is, of course, you need to make sure yeah. that you build AI in the right way. And, mm -hmm. you know, a biased AI comes because it's trained with biased data and built mm -hmm. by biased humans. Yeah. And that's of course a major challenge. But, but we do need to, uh, AI is already impacting a lot of organizations, yeah. a lot of our lives, you know, uh, our smartphone, uh, mm -hmm. Siri, Alexa, uh, Echo, whatever, you know. Yeah. Uh, these are all tools that, that uh, uh, help a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I think, you know, AI is already here, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's not yet, <laughs> it hasn't taken yeah. over our lives. Yeah. So imagine that we solve the bias by having the culture that people not really biased. But from your perspective, what could our organization could have, like what EGI or artificial intelligence you think about it, something like optimum you're looking for and not have been yet executed from your experience? Well, I think one of the major problems is biased AI. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that is very difficult to solve because um, by nature mm -hmm. we humans are biased yeah. so um, whether that's that's with what your background is uh, what your education is mm -hmm. uh, what your history is if you what, you, what your gender is you know mm -hmm. by nature but humans are biased yeah so um, how to sh to stop that bias mm -hmm. from entering the AI that you're building mm -hmm. is very very difficult Mm -hmm. you know, removing bias from data is also very difficult, but mm -hmm. it's a little bit less difficult. Um, uh, you can use the right cleansing method methods and, and having the right data governance uh, uh, mechanisms in place that can bring you a long way. Mm -hmm. But as a developer, to remove your own bias mm -hmm. while building AI, yeah, that's very, very difficult. And mm -hmm. um, I think that, that's one of the major challenges for organizations. So what could be solution because of just if then one organization and you give advice on that? Well, I think the solution to, would be is that you, you need to have multidisciplinary teams working on AI with mm -hmm. people from uh, different backgrounds, uh, different education, um, so that you sort of uh, balance out the, the different biases. Mm -hmm. you know? um, if you have uh, only all white men working mm -hmm. on, a, on our AI, Mm -hmm. For sure, it will be biased. Mm -hmm. um, but if you have a balanced team between men and female and different uh, countries, different backgrounds, different whatever, mm -hmm. um, you have a better chance to uh, to create a, a less biased AI. Mm -hmm. So I would say um, uh, multidisciplinary disciplinary teams are very important in here. Mm -hmm. So when an organization like startup or something come to you and having like this advice, what's the questions like important questions they have to consider to have a successful journey to start like the first 18 months and to survive yeah um, well I think that in, if you want to um, become a, a data-driven organization yeah. um, you you need to know where you want to go to um, you need to know your, your roadmap what, mm -hmm. do, what do you want to build and um, 
that's that's the first step and then you once you have your your larger larger picture you yeah. should really cut it into chunks and make it really small mm -hmm. to understand what is the uh, the best option to start with because mm -hmm. you can't start building the final product you know mm -hmm. i think this is this is sort of pretty much pretty much basic project management for mm -hmm. method or lean startup methodology yeah uh, start really small and grow from there um, um, but it, and it, the same applies with with AI or with robotics you know where do you want to start mm -hmm. what do you want to achieve if you want to uh, build a full-scale self-driving car you know, you're, you're not going to do that mm -hmm. you, you need to just make small steps and, and, and go from there mm -hmm. um, and, and having that clear clarity that you uh, you, you, you can't build everything at once, but have to start small, is very, very important for organizations. Mm -hmm. So do you think what is the index for success, is like that gross that you grow, or just uh, the profits when you have the AI or robotics company? Well, I, I think it depends very much on your own uh, objectives. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're if you're if you're a not-for-profit organization, you, you, your success is measured by mm -hmm. impact. Uh, if you're uh, you know an entrepreneur, your your success might be measured by mm -hmm. profit. You know, so that very much depends on what eh, who is the company, who, yeah. who is the organization building the AI, mm -hmm. um, and um, I think that's sort of the the, 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 the it really depends. There's mm -hmm. not not one answer to to yeah. get there. Yeah. So how we can make sure that the developed technology of AI or robotics is really beneficial to humanity as all? Because it's just something like deep fake and the text uh, six texting apps that just you have waterproof and then you don't leak like images for people. I don't know whether you think that all the organization, if you have like as a service to the, as the organization, do you think all of them really beneficial or sometimes you think all oh, this is not going to be beneficial on the long run? Just this kind of sort Well, technology and with that AI and robotics yeah. is neutral. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's up to you whether that technology is positive or negative. You know, you can use a hammer to build a house, mm -hmm. or you can use a hammer to kill someone. Yeah. Uh, and it's the same applies to AI. You can use AI to, to try to fight uh, climate change mm -hmm. or, or world hunger, yeah. or you can use AI to uh, create deep fakes and, mm -hmm. and uh, interfere with an election. Yeah. So um, that's the problem with, with AI. And so yeah, with AI becoming having the potential to become extremely powerful, mm -hmm. I think it's important that we as humans, as society, mm -hmm. uh, we create some kind of guidelines, sort of sort of rules and that we and that our, our leaders they know about how to go about yeah. uh, AI. But that still would not stop the lone hacker on mm -hmm. an attic to build an AI that can, you know, create great damage mm -hmm. um, to organizations and people. Mm -hmm. Because you only need one person with a lot of skills to build an AI that can cause a lot of mm -hmm. you know, damage. Um, so it's, it's very difficult uh, with AI to ensure that it can only be used for good, because you won't be able to guarantee that. Mm -hmm. um, and if you look at, for example, hacking, you can use AI to stop hackers from hacking your company. Mm -hmm. But then again, uh, hackers will also use AI to hack organization yeah. so then you have an AI trying to hack then with an AI yeah. trying to secure mm -hmm. and then you, so that's 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 problematic mm -hmm. um, but there's no guarantee you know mm -hmm. to stop that unfortunately mm -hmm. Uh. Mm -hmm. so I'm just concerned about the lay people or people who are not involved with this technology so how do you see the in image how they see that the because they're using the technology at the end of the day and they don't really know the algorithm as you said 
and just like power disparity between certain companies with certain people who's leading the leap and go forward with that. But when you go with like people who are into the technology and using like a user, do you are concerned about them? Uh, or they are aware or you think they have to be afraid to be honest in that? What do you think about that? Uh, well, the, 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 for, for people, um, uh, I think it's good for people that they educate themselves, that they mm -hmm. know what is happening mm -hmm. and that, that they know that the, you know, the, the world is changing and yeah. technology is becoming more and more uh, a, a bigger part of, of everyday life. Um, and you should be aware of that. Um, and you don't need to understand how an AI works, mm -hmm. but you do need to understand how technology influences your life. Um, the part of, of, of organizations developing black boxes, mm -hmm. uh, algorithms that we can't understand, mm -hmm. I think that's where we, all, where we, you can have some regulation coming in where you have independent um, you know, validators uh, mm -hmm. validating that an AI does what the organization says that it should do. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's often not the case that an AI does what you want it to do. And especially when you have, for example, a bank and you have an AI that determines whether or not you can get a loan, um, if the AI doesn't do what you want it to do, that can have mm -hmm. negative consequences for the bank. You know, they yeah. can give a loan to someone who should not be uh, allowed to give a loan, mm -hmm. um, or they can not give a loan to someone um, who should receive a loan and then mm -hmm. lose money. Uh, but on the other hand, same for the for the for the for the customer. You know, they mm -hmm. can maybe need a loan and they don't, don't get a loan. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and if you don't, there's no certainty that the AI works correctly. Um, I think that, that that's the problem. So I think we should. You know, just like we have accountants to, to check the books, yeah. the financial books, we should have some kind of accountants who yeah. should check the black boxes, the algorithms, mm -hmm. and say, uh, verify, okay, this algorithm, it does what the organization says it does, and mm -hmm. you can trust this algorithm. Mm -hmm. uh, because otherwise, we have to trust an algorithm where we don't know if we can trust it, because we have no idea how the algorithm works. Yeah. I think that's a challenge. And, and but that's a challenge that we can solve, because we mm -hmm. can have people scrutinize the algorithms of an organization and of course an organization doesn't want to reveal its proprietary mm -hmm. information but mm -hmm. you know there, there are NDAs and things that you can ensure to, yeah. to, 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 to protect that. But if, as long as you have you know, uh, uh, certified people who can say you know okay this algorithm does what the organization wanted to do, do and what the organization says it should yeah. do, I think that's very very important and, and um, I think we should make that uh, compulsory for organizations. Yeah. And you also stress about the trust. So I would like to ask you, do you think we can trust now in the, in the recent picture? Do you think we can trust robotics and AI completely or still we are long to trust completely? Well, I think we can trust robotics, um, but trusting AI is a lot more difficult. You know, I don't expect an, uh, a, robot, a robot to take over the world, you know? Uh, you mm -hmm. know, Sophia, the, the robot, the first world citizen, mm -hmm. you know, I don't expect her to, to yeah. <laughs> you know, do any harm. But um, it's more difficult to, if we can trust AI. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, because we've seen a lot of problems with AI where uh, on YouTube, you know, you, you go down the, the, the rabbit hole and you end mm -hmm. up, you start with a very innocent video and you end up with, with very hardcore, mm -hmm. very terrible videos. Um, and um, you know, I think that's that, that that is a problem. So trusting AI is mm -hmm. uh, which is more difficult, I think, than trusting robots. So trust, you can if we can like interpret it in multiple elements. What can you imply by trust? What you expecting for the trust to be trust to you? 
Well, how do we look at trust in, in, in our today's world, mm-hmm. you know, in the offline world? Yeah. Trust is, do you do what you say you do? Mm-hmm. Basically, you know? Can mm-hmm. I trust you? That's what, basically, in today's world, if you are, uh, you know, in, in the old days, when you had a small village, um, and you wanted to have a chair made, you would go yeah. to the carpenter, and he said, please build me a chair. Mm-hmm. And the carpenter would trust you uh, to pay afterwards, yeah. and you would trust the carpenter to build a proper chair. Mm-hmm. Um, and if uh, the carpenter didn't build you a proper chair, you would tell your friends and the carpenter would be in, prob- in, in, in trouble. Mm-hmm. And if you wouldn't pay your, the, the chair, then you would not be able to do any business with mm-hmm. other carpenters or, 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 or merchants. Um, so it was very easy to trust each other. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, with the online world, trust has disappeared. Yeah. You know, it's very difficult to trust someone online because Anyone can say anything about everything without any consequences, and I, that's this is very dear to my heart because we, I'm working on a project to build to bring accountability to the internet. Um, but we need accountability on the internet. We need people. Um, uh, hey, you, yeah, privacy and uh, an, an anonymity is extremely important, and I think you should be able to say whatever you want online and also do that anonymously. Mm. However. You should be held accountable for what you say. Eh? Just like you are in the offline world, if you go outside and you start harassing or screaming at someone, mm-hmm. you will be held accountable. And people are like, well, what are you doing? Or you know, uh, or it will be take, uh, recorded on video and people will won't want to work with you anymore, mm-hmm. for example. Um, and that should be happening online as well. That if you uh, harass someone, that should have a consequence to your reputation. Mm-hmm. That's something we are working on to build that. Um, and uh, but I, I do believe there is a trust trust problem, problem at the moment, you know? mm-hmm. uh, deep fakes, um, uh, where you can't really uh, distinguish the, a real video from a fake video, where you can literally have someone say anything at any place mm-hmm. on any video, that's very, very scary for society. You know? If yeah. trust is gone, I think anarchy is the only next step. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is something that we need to work on as a society to, mm-hmm. bring, to ensure online trust. Mm-hmm. And at the moment we don't have that, and I think that's yeah, that's, that's kind of problematic. So what kind of strides that uh, maybe governmental are taking to according to this like a huge issue like that because it's in danger all life. Well, what what we are trying to build is we're trying to build a sort of a reputation protocol, and what you say online has a consequence. Mm-hmm. So you 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 create content, okay, an article, for example. Um, and then people can judge that article. Is mm-hmm. it fake news or not? And um, what's the quality of the article? And, and we, 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 people can judge the reviewers of the article. And who says something? If you are a blockchain expert saying something about a blockchain article, that should have more weight than um, someone with no understanding of blockchain saying just randomly this is, this is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if we start to take into account our, our background and who we are and, 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 and what... Uh, what who says something about something, mm-hmm. and you can use AI for that, um, then we can start to create an online reputation, mm-hmm. uh, which just like in the offline world, you have a reputation. You have a reputation as, as, um, um, as an academic, you have a reputation as uh, with your friends, you have a reputation in your family, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have a reputation, and we have different types of reputations, you know? and, yeah. they, and they can be really different from each other. Uh, you can be a very reputable family man, but a very mm-hmm. not reputable businessman, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> and that's good. You know, you need to be able to have your different reputations. Mm-hmm. But we also need to have it online. 
um, and uh, and we don't, we don't have that at the moment. And that, you know, that, that sort of happened because uh, when the internet originally was created, it was created in a very small group of people who, who knew each other and who trusted each other. So they built all these fantastic protocols and you now we have a, a, a internet which offers a lot of value. Mm -hmm. uh, but unfortunately, they missed two protocols. You know, there's an identity protocol that you can use your offline identity online mm -hmm. um, uh, 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 and the reputation protocol because they didn't need these protocols because they mm -hmm. were a small trusted group. Yeah. Um, so we need to build a reputation protocol for the internet mm -hmm. um, and that's actually, actually what we are trying to do. Mm -hmm. So I would like to ask you what's the challenges, open challenges do you think still for robotics and AI organizations still not have been solved yet in this coming years, open challenges? Well, I think that there are, there, are, there are several challenges. One is the technology challenge. Mm -hmm. now we, the AI needs to be developed, you know, and that's very, very difficult. Um, we also see that the more advanced AI becomes, the more computational power it, it requires. So mm -hmm. that's, you know, how do we build a efficient AI? Mm -hmm. uh, how do we build AI in the most efficient way? You know, that's that's mm -hmm. a major challenge. Uh, the second challenge is, I think, skills and talent. You know, because um, how do we ensure that we that we have the right people to build AI? You know, mm -hmm. that we, you require very thorough training to build AI, and that's uh, that takes time. So um, that's that's a, a major challenge. But I think the third challenge is the, the most important challenge. That's a cultural challenge. You know, mm -hmm. AI will require us to change our way of working, our way of life. People don't like change. So how do we create? How do we? Yeah, transform our behavior mm -hmm. uh, where AI forms is part of, of, of our lives. Um, and uh, changing your behavior is difficult for a lot of people. And that's something that I think is the biggest challenge that will take time. Mm -hmm. So how do you see as an organization this interaction between AI and humans? Since we see companies like Unilever recruit AI to recruiting people, which is like dehumanizing the place or the place from people. And this is like a huge issue because you just you as a human we are just subjected to AI to from how we respond and I I don't know how you would comment about that uh, dehumanizing the workplace and AI can recruit people well I think at first um, if we do it correctly AI will make organizations more human um, uh, because for example in, in call center centers you can use AI to mm -hmm take care of the first line of questions. I had a simple question, I lost my password, what do I do? I want to change my address, how do I do that? Those mm -hmm. kind of things. Um, and you can perfectly use a chatbot for that, you know, without any problem. Um, uh, this allows the other agents mm -hmm. to focus more on the more difficult questions and have more time for, mm -hmm. for, 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 for your customers. So I, I very much believe in like the augmented human, the augmented worker, mm -hmm. the augmented employee where uh, machines and humans are really working together uh, to create a better outcome. And if we do that correctly, I really think that we can make our organization actually more humane. Mm -hmm. um, if we only focus on, on, on the machines, um, you know, that, that won't work. Because if you can't interfere or, you have, or there's a very specific situation, uh, um, so far, maybe in the future, but so far, mm -hmm. AI will have difficulty dealing with that. So, um, and, and then we always need humans in, 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 uh, as part of the game. So I think when we combine humans and machines to mm -hmm. work together, so we have an augmented uh, uh, employee, for example, mm -hmm. I think that that really have, has the pop, uh, potential to make organizations more humane. Mm -hmm. So do you have examples like uh, happened to some organization implemented this cooperation between machines and a human 
and was it successful or was it less face failure at the beginning? So well, story like that. For example, I think uh, a couple of years ago already, um, Associated Press started using AI to write the, uh, the, 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 the press releases for or the technical analysis on, on stocks. You know? mm -hmm. uh, these articles used to be written by humans, mm -hmm. uh, now they're written by, uh, by AI. And these are very straightforward articles, you know, mm -hmm. uh, company stock X rose with uh, uh, Y amount and mm -hmm. etc. those kind of things. Um, as a result, the analysts had more time to write the in-depth reports because they didn't have to write the you know, yeah. other reports. And I think that's a good thing and I think the results of that are, are, are really positive for an organization because you, um, uh, you, you have more time to, to build the product that, that services your customers. Mm -hmm. And I think in the end it's all about servicing your customers in the right way because if you take care of your customers, your customers will take care of your shareholders. Mm -hmm. um, so. Um, yes, I, I do think AI has a, a, a great potential to, to help organizations, but you should do it in the right way uh, mm -hmm. and prevent, of course, biased uh, AI. Yeah, but I would <coughs> like to the right way because still AI doesn't have like intuition or that emotion uh, because we still we don't even understand how to do that. And everyone's thinking that by expanding computational power isn't enough. So do you think this is something because we are human and we need to deal with human since some scenario? But I don't know what you think about this intuition if they have AI intuitive AI and emotional. Do you think this is something we have to focus on or can be solved with if, if we have organization like advice like that? Uh, I think we are uh, organizations are already working on that. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And uh, a good example is the AlphaGo uh, mm -hmm. when it was launched 3 years ago already. Uh, um, um, the game of chess you can use with you can win it with brute force computation by mm -hmm. you know calculating before uh, for every next move uh, uh, all the different possible moves yeah. and, and you select the best move. Right. With the game of Go, that's not possible because there are more you uh, more uh, possibilities in the game of Go than there are atoms in, in the known universe. So you need to use some kind of intuition, some kind of uh, other way, other approach uh, to make that work, and you know they made this work. Mm -hmm. uh, DeepMind uh, created AlphaGo, and the next year they created AlphaGo Zero, which you know was even better. And now they have gone on to you know uh, focus on other even more complex games. Um, so I think that's already happening. Of course, this is very much research material. Um, so, uh, uh, but you also see slowly that they are trying to adapt that to to healthcare, for example. How can we use the same type of AI for healthcare or other mm -hmm. other areas? Um, uh, so that, that that is happening, mm -hmm. um, but it's yeah, it is still early days, obviously. You know, and uh, um, uh, it will it, it will take more time. But the more technologies converge, yeah, the more uh, uh, big data will converge with quantum computing, with will converge with mm -hmm. AI development and machine learning. Yeah, you know, it it will grow exponentially. Mm -hmm. um, so um, I think in the coming years we'll see um, uh, developments mm -hmm. that we would. Maybe today even think are magic, yeah. and then will happen in, in maybe two to three years already. Yeah. So I'd like to skip about the privacy of the users, and because all of us we have some like companies, even like SoundCloud or Uber, or, and this data sometimes why is this leaked, the latest kind of data or collects this data, and what is the reason to that? And there's now like a, like agreement to be more uh, transparency. I don't know your experience and when because you have stressed about the, the data, quality of data. So I would like to skew build that. Mm -hmm. What could be stride is that we have to make people and users understand their data, why they collect it. 
Well, I, I think you know, every day we see a massive data breach. I mean, today, I think I read Facebook had 200 million plus profiles mm -hmm. being shared online. Or, yeah. You know? um, it happens all the time. <clears throat> and I think that that's extremely problematic. You know? and every organization um, can be hacked and will be hacked. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, so you should know that, that, that your data can end up on the streets. Um, uh, so I think there are two, two things that are important here. One is that the, the organization ensures uh, data encryption and has the uh, highest standards to uh, prevent, one, prevent hacking, and if mm -hmm. you are hacked, that they can't use the data. Um, so that, that, that's one part. But if you look at the future, I think we'll see we'll see a move more towards where the, 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 the user will become in control of their own data. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll see a solution where um, users have their own um, data store and they determine who gets access mm -hmm. to the data. Uh, um, and if they want to use Facebook, then they give Facebook access to the data. If they are mm -hmm. done with Facebook, they can go, they can go to a different platform yeah. and boom, there's all their data. Mm -hmm. uh, they're all their photos, all the, all the pictures, all their interactions, um, uh, etc. That's where we will go to. Yeah. And then you can, as a, as a customer, you can say, well, this organization, you can use my data, mm -hmm. uh, but you have to pay for it. Um, um, I give my data to the government because, well, I have to pay mm -hmm. my taxes. Mm -hmm. um, and I give this part of the data to a foundation because yeah. I really believe in their, their objective and they can use my data free of charge. Um, that's the future I believe we'll, we'll be heading to, but it will take time. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you would think about like AI for, uh, because we spoke a of times saying that helping people to stop like think about suicidal thoughts or um, tackling loneliness. Do you think this is something is really can be achieved or is far away from solving this problem? Because many people are suffering from this problem. So do you think this could be solved by AI algorithm by Facebook? And I think so because um, <coughs> I think so because it, 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 in, in Japan we already see happening that they have these small robots, you know, like dog robots that are like dogs and, yeah. and they, they, they comfort elderly people. So. Mm -hmm. Um, you see that happening. I think the more AI becomes, so the more robots becomes become advanced, mm -hmm. and, and um, it becomes almost impossible to to distinguish the difference. Yeah. Then I definitely think that people can get uh, the attached uh, yeah. uh, with uh, emotionally attached to to a robot, um, and I think uh, that can really help people who are lonely. Um, mm. uh, I, I think that can really help. Whether you can fall in love, like the the, the, the movie Her, I think yeah. uh, might be a different story. But maybe we can. But I, I do think that that uh, um, uh, there's a there's a potential there for robots to to to, to beat or to combat. Uh, loneliness. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's de definitely a possibility. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I would like to skip about the politics and playing a role in AI and algorithm. Uh, now we see China maybe because there's some concern about re-identification algorithm and getting data of people. I don't know what you do in this if you have this kind of organization in different regions and this like politics. I don't know how this compromises is done because I think it's maybe it's play rule. Do you think that of significant role in how we design the the AI and robotics in general for certain countries like China, they have re-identification algorithms. <coughs> well, I think it, every country has their own approach, you know, mm -hmm. and yes, China, they have a different approach to privacy. I think they don't even have the word privacy mandatory. Mm -hmm. um, um, and to, uh, um, and that's, you know, that, that's their approach. Mm -hmm. it's not, that's not the approach of the Western world. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in Europe we have uh, GDPR, um, yeah. where we really focus on our privacy. 
um, I think that's a good thing because I value my privacy. I value value being able to be anonymous at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but other countries think differently. Um, yeah, and I think. Yeah, as I mentioned, technology can be used for good and for bad. Yeah. Um, so you can use AI to to really control and surveil and have mass surveillance, yeah. um, or you can use AI to to other way, more positive ways. Um, where how we will use AI in, in the future, I don't know. Yeah. It really depends on on what kind of government you have. Mm-hmm. If the government is um, has a positive view attitude towards AI or mm-hmm. things like AI can be used to control the people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly possible to control people with AI, I think, in the future. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think we w- should want to go in that direction. <laughs> yeah. But it's, um, um, yeah, how, how do you prevent it if you are in yeah. a dictatorship? I don't know. But these are yeah. difficult questions to answer. And, and uh, mm-hmm. But uh, we, we need to have the discussion how we deal with AI and how far do we want to go and mm-hmm. what do we want AI to be able to do and uh, etc. Um, and, and those discussions need to be held. So from your perspective, who is responsible for that if we like we have to stifle this innovation or prevent this kind of preaching human rights? Because at the end of the day, it's like preaching privacy. Who is responsible maybe? You I, I don't think you can stifle innovation. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, organizations will always innovate. And I think mm-hmm. I don't think you should want to because innovation is important for the human progress. Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess you need to agree with each other on certain rules that you play by mm-hmm. um, and if people don't play by the rules you need to do something about it mm-hmm. um, and that that maybe that's you know the, 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 the determining what the rules, those rules are, are can be you know, uh, done by organizations themselves or if, if that doesn't happen by a government mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you should do that on a, on a national level but maybe on a regional supranational level right? yeah. the European level or maybe the United Nations level mm-hmm. um, the, the higher you go, uh, the more difficult it is to, to, to create you know, uh, common regulation and common standards. Uh, but I do think that would, ha- would, would help. Mm-hmm. So, like company like Tesla, because Elon Musk sometimes he thinks that he like just promotes that we can use safely uh, silver driving cars. But some people say that any session, significant session, should be not delegated to Obama machine. What do you think about that? Because some people like okay we can go for that and we can take decisions and sometimes it is just not delegated to machine which one you agree with uh... i think that depends you know if you look at um at child driving cars you know i think also Elon musk says you, you can't you still have to have you have your your yeah. hands on the steering wheel yeah. even if, if you drive it driving it in autonomous mode um uh, but eventually i think if we have Fully self-driving cars. Um, I think that is a, has a tremendous potential. You know, like uh, what? Uh, uh, cars are uh, a lot more efficient and to to pay attention to the road. You know, mm-hmm. cars don't drive. Uh, sorry, cars don't drink. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, cars don't get tired. A uh, computer, so uh, uh, they can respond to to changing situations faster. Even especially if they are able to talk to each other. You know, mm-hmm. if cars can talk to each other and talk can talk to the traffic lights and can talk to you know, um, uh, there's a lot of potential there. Um, and that can really solve a lot of, uh, save a lot of people from mm-hmm. getting killed in an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, if we talk about autonomous weapons, I think that's a different story. You know, yeah. then we should say, well, we don't want to go that way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, if, if, a, if, a, if a robot can decide who to kill or not, you know, that's, that's, I don't think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but other people think differently. 
Yeah. Some yeah. some governments might think completely differently. Yeah. Or some terrorist organization might think, oh, we're going to build an autonomous robot that can kill autonomously. You know? How do you stop that? I don't yeah. know. Different. Like the Department of Defense, they work in this kind of secretly. And uh, yeah, it's some people say to be killed by a robot is like humiliating the human being. But I don't know uh, in the this years, last years, do you see any kind of movement to stop this kind of autonomous weapons? Uh, um, I believe, well, I believe there are, there are calls by researchers and, and academics um, yeah. uh, on, on on this to, to to prevent this from happening. Mm -hmm. um, but do you think it is doing I, a impact? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know. I hope so. Yeah. But um, you know, there are always governments who might think differently and think yeah. they can use it to their advantage, mm -hmm. and, and don't care about the greater good, but only care for themselves. So. Yeah. So yeah, definitely difficult to stop this. Yeah. So, um, how we would envision intelligence in the future of AI intelligent, artificial intelligence system? How we would envision from your experience? Uh, uh, that's a difficult question. Um, I think the AI will be able to, to take over many more jobs mm -hmm. in the future, uh, from um, you know, uh, running a factory to creating a strategy mm -hmm. to driving cars to uh, you know uh, running a city or whatever. Um, I hope that we can build AI that that's um, you know takes into account the human perspective as well mm -hmm. and and uh, takes into account some of our ethical and moral uh, norms and values. Mm -hmm. um, difficult, yeah. but I, I hope it will. You think uh, it would happen? I don't know. Because I hope so. Okay. <laughs> So I would like to add a vlog about your, uh, what is the challenges you already have in these seven years? What if you can share something very you are very proud of, and maybe something like uh, in challenges you would have still have. Well, the challenge that we have so we are uh, as I mentioned, DataFlog is a content platform. At the moment, it's a very standard content platform, mm -hmm. but we are now in a, in, a, in in uh, launching the next iteration, a major overall of, of DataFlog. Building that platform is difficult. You know, you have to, uh, uh, especially if you're focusing on so many, so many different areas. Mm -hmm. It's just like a difficult project. Uh, yeah. So I'll be proud when that's launched. Mm -hmm. uh, and now our objective is to help organizations understand these mm -hmm. technologies. And I'm proud that we can do that. And mm -hmm. that we can help organizations understand um, how they should deal with AI or blockchain or, or big data. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that I'm, 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 much, I'm very much proud about that. Yeah. So I would like to switch about how, how decentralized AI and robotics, uh, blockchain, can be used effectively. If you can just illustrate more, is it already used hugely in some uh, countries? No, I think you know when we talk about blockchain, and that, that, that the blockchain ecosystem is very, very uh, in development, very much in development, mm -hmm. very young still. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the potential of AI and blockchain uh, and IoT and converting them uh, are, are are huge, mm -hmm. you know, but it's it's. Um, it's very early days. You, know, you can you can uh, compare the, the the development of blockchain and a decentralized ecosystem with the internet in the 1997. Mm -hmm. You know, by that time we didn't we didn't have Google, we didn't have Facebook. You know, we didn't have well, Amazon was just starting. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's a completely different era, uh, and I think it will take another five to ten years before blockchain is, is really advanced that we can that we, that we no longer notice it, which mm -hmm. is what we want we should achieve. Um, but that's still a long way. Um, um, uh, but I think we'll get there. Mm -hmm. <coughs> so, what is the ethical consideration when the organization uses tools like uh, AI robotics? 
what's uh, the most important etiquette consideration you think you have to consider? I think what you should, as an organization, should be aware that you create AI that does what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. And um, that you're not surprised by when you launch it by some unexpected behavior of the AI, which can always happen. Um, and that, that, that uh, I think that's the most important challenge for now, is how to ensure AI does what you want it to do without harming any others. Mm -hmm. And that's in harming in the biggest broadest sense of the word. Yeah. Um, and that's very, very difficult uh, because telling an AI um, uh, uh, what to do, yeah, you have to really make sure that you take into all the different possibilities, but mm -hmm. it's impossible to think of all the different possibilities. Mm -hmm. uh, so how are you going to do that? So that's why uh, mm -hmm. yeah, um, creating ethical AI is very challenging, but it's something that organizations need to uh, mm -hmm. focus on. So how do you see the competition if the organization just be successful? How do you see in the current uh, picture the competition between different companies? Because in robotics, we don't have too much companies in robotics, rather than ROM. But, uh, but uh, other than that, how do you see this competition is going on? Uh, well, I think you know, it's, it's an interesting field, and, and, and uh, more uh, startups and companies will focus on, the, on these, these, uh, these areas. And, yeah. uh, uh, more companies will build really advanced ro 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 uh, robots and, mm -hmm. and AI. So um, I think by nature uh, there will be competition um, because it's an interesting market that can bring you money and, mm -hmm. and make you money. Um, so there will be competition. Yeah, so and, and how will you make sure like things going in the right direction if this organization is something easy to figure out or challenging? To go in the right direction. I think it's very challenging if you want to uh, uh, go into the right direction. Yeah. What is the right direction with the yeah. AI? How do you ensure that the AI does what you want it to do? So I think that, I think that's yeah very challenging for organizations, but mm -hmm. therefore important to think about. Yeah. So if we speak about this maker and organizations, do you think ego is important when you have this kind of designing algorithm that they have the ego that all this is going to be right? What is your advice for an organization where they have kind of ego? Um, ego? Yeah. Uh, uh. Because it's also in academia and industry. I think this is an issue about also human because we are biased and sometimes have the ego. So do you think something you have to work on with organization? Well, I, I think if you build AI, you should have AI that's unbiased. Yeah. And that means setting aside your ego. Mm -hmm. and that's a challenge. Yeah. Um, uh, so. I don't know how to solve that. You know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a specialist in that area, but uh, I, I do think it's important to be unbiased and, and mm -hmm. to build unbiased AI. Yeah. So I would like to see if a student, because we have like each student in this market, they want to start their startup. What kind of advice you can give to them in kind of implementing the tools of AI and robotics? Well, before you before before you start building, make sure there's a market for. You know, mm -hmm. uh, validate your idea and, and make sure that, that whatever you have in mind that you want to do, mm -hmm. that people will use it and test it in the market, you know, mm -hmm. and are you, you thinking of the right direction? And only when you make sure that people want what you have in mind, then you should build an initial version, an MVP, and, and test mm -hmm. that, you know, and, and, and go from there. Basically, it's just a very standard, um, agile and lean way to build a company. Mm -hmm. So what do you think something like mind-blowing and now robotics product you see in the market? Or to, to some companies? Uh, some I, I find Boston Dynamics cool what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, they build really cool robots. I'm not sure yet. But is it scary for you with it? No, it's not very scary. Mm -hmm. well, it's, 
it's it's scary in the sense that it's like wow, you know, the developments are really fast. Yeah. Um, I think it's also cool what they're doing, um, uh, and I wonder where they are going, where they're heading to. Yeah. But it's uh, they build cool cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So do I don't know if you have any robots at your home? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So in the next 100 years, what do you think Clemson can, Humanity can do? If you imagine something in the next 100 years. What, sorry, what humanity can What's do? Hum- yeah, what do you wish for humanity can do? Um, I wish we, we, we build technology that's, that's, that's positive and that's mm-hmm. good for us. And that, that helps us uh, uh, improve uh, and, and, and um, uh, get closer together. And, and yeah. Instead of having, building technology that can uh, separate us or mm-hmm. that can uh, create uh, harm or, or conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I hope we can use technology for good yeah. and not for, for bad things. So through your journey in, in that blog, what's something you like it the most and something was like exhausting for you? Uh, well, it's, uh, as I said, I like that we can help organizations understand yeah. technologies, and uh, but it also takes time, you know, organizations mm-hmm. You need the time to understand technologies, and that's mm-hmm. sometimes frustrating. But it's yeah. uh, that's part of the, yeah, part of the deal. That, yeah, uh, yeah, that's the way it is. <laughs> so, what's your next goals? Are you planning to have short-term uh, and goal-term? Our next uh, next yeah, next objective is to launch to, to work on the yeah. reputation protocol that I mentioned, yeah. um, and that's challenging enough. And long-term, so, yeah. Um, so all my time goes to that yeah. to build to launch it short-term and to expand it long-term. So, yeah. Uh, that'll that'll keep me busy for the next five years. <laughs> okay. So I don't know what is if your best advice was given to you and was like a life changing for you with a personal and professional one. Uh, well, I think for me is is that you, that you have the, the opportunity to uh, uh, build or create anything that you want as long as you have uh, sufficient perseverance and and. and you know, a clear objective of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, it might take a while, but eventually you get there. And, and I, I really believe that, and that's some advice that was given. And I, yeah, I try to follow that. Okay. So I would like at the end, if there's any final words you would like uh, to share with our audience. Well, I think ro- robots and artificial intelligence are you know, fantastic technologies. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's challenging to, to develop and build. Um, uh, but I hope we will, we'll, as I mentioned, we'll build the technology for, for, for good use and for bad use, mm-hmm. um, and that we um, um, can can make our world a little bit better thanks to technology, thanks to these technologies, and not worse thanks mm-hmm. to these technologies. I think that's about it. Yeah. So at the end of the podcast, I would like to thank you and above all, Triple E Robotics. Thanks for your time. Thank, thank you, so you very much. much. Thank you.